I'm Angela Ross, and this is SoCal Voices. You're about to hear from a Southern Californian who is committed to steering young people away from the life that cost him much of his precious youth. He spends his time helping students discover their personal worth and true life purpose as founder and CEO of Young Visionaries Youth Leadership Academy, an organization the state of California recognized as Nonprofit of the Year in 2022. In this episode of SoCal Voices, he shares his life story and how he has helped young people realize their talents and live their best lives. Terrence Stone, welcome to SoCal Voices. Thank you. Thank you. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. I see your beautiful smile. I think we're raring to go. This is a great way to start the day. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. So let's start with you and your background. You know, you you bring an authenticity and a credibility to the work you're doing in large part because of the life you have actually lived. So talk about growing up, talk about your background, the kind of stuff you got into. And uh, let's, let's just begin there. What was, what was the younger, younger Terrence Stone like? Oh, the younger Terrence Stone, you probably wouldn't want him in your household. <laughs> but uh, I've actually, I, I grew up second generation um, gang member. Um, I, I was in gangs or well, been in and around gangs for probably my entire life, basically. Um, now um, I'm out of gangs, but working with them. And so just in, in growing up in that lifestyle, myself and all of my younger brothers ended up being um, gang affiliated. Um, running the streets and, and and causing havoc. But coming out of that, I wanted to come back and, and let kids know that that um, it doesn't matter if that's your household, if that's your community, if that's the people that raised you, you can do and be whatever you want to do and be in, in life. So I try to um, mimic the success that they need to see in the community, basically. What was the turning point for you moving from the life and the environment and the activity of the gang scene and, and pivoting to what, what you're doing today, the good work you're doing today? I, I think one of the, the major things is just um, figuring out that the fake love <laughs> that, that people really think that the streets ha have for them. Um, there was an incident I was facing two life sentences plus 25 years to life for something that I, I um, did not do. And so um, coming out of that, just just watching how, you know, the um, the guys are moving and, and, you know, and the rumors. And and I realized like like they don't love me like I love them. You know what I mean? So they didn't they didn't care that I was facing to me. I felt like they didn't care that I was facing two life sentences plus 25 years of life. And so coming out of that, and when I kind of try to explain that to young people, uh, I ask them, I'm like, well, would you want to be in a relationship with a woman that doesn't love you? And they're like, no, I wouldn't be in a relationship with a girl that don't like me. And like, OK, you know, so then I start explaining to them just the gang life. Basically, you're in a relationship with a, a community with that fake love. They don't really love you but you're searching and wanting to be in some type of relationship so bad that you're willing to cling on to this and risk your life and your freedom for something that doesn't really love you, basically. And so that's how I've um, been kind of just relaying the, the the message to our young men. Sort of like looking for love in, in the wrong places, trying to fill a gap that's not being filled at home and getting it they think they're getting it from the from someone who loves them or a group that loves them, but it's it's not real. Like you say, you call it it's a it's a fake love. It doesn't yeah. last. And it, it's not yeah. good and it doesn't last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really powerful stuff. So how did you form 
uh, your organization, the, the, the Young Visionaries Leadership Academy. How did that come together and who was uh, working with you to, to pull this thing together? When I started Young Visionaries, I, I literally had no idea what I was doing. And, and sometimes I still feel like that. It's been 22 years. And so um, first of all, I, I met this lady at my church. Um, her name was Mrs. Green, Miss mm-hmm. Green. And so, and she was a, a, an accountant, I think at the time for the school district. And so she helped me with my 501c3 and all my IRS stuff. And, and we used to meet weekly at the law library downtown San Bernardino. And, and she used to just help me with all that stuff. Well, you know, they send you like the little credit cards in the mail. You've been approved for a hundred dollars. Right. Back then that was just so much money because I did not have a hundred dollars. <laughs> so I got this little credit card and I went and I bought a book called How to Start a Nonprofit in California. Mm. And and to um, give you an idea how old it was, the book, it came with the like the square floppy drive that you used to put in the computers. Mm. Right. And so um, and it had all the information on how to just put together like the paperwork process and even just doing a paperwork process. I still had no idea of how to run or start a, a business because the paperwork process was just that the paperwork process mm-hmm. and so um what i had to do i had to learn it and, and kind of figure out like okay this is i just started a business now what the heck do i do you mm-hmm. know and so just for um i guess i don't know if it was practice or what i don't know i just start going to group homes and and schools and like hey i want to talk to the kids about staying out of gangs and things like that and and so um and so that's just basically how I started, just going to group homes and schools. And, and what I've learned to do is turn those speaking engagements into 12-week curriculums, right? So now we have evidence-based 12-week curriculums or 24, up to 24-week curriculums on gang intervention, cognitive life skills. We have mental health programs, mm-hmm. um, mentoring programs, and things like that. So I had to just figure that out over the years. And trust me, I, I've been to every capacity building training they, they have in the county, every kind of this training and that training. And and I'm like, this stuff ain't working. You know, wow. so um, I, I tell people that most of my career is this trial and error. If it works, do it again. Mm-hmm. If it don't, I'm like, oh, I ain't doing that no more. That ain't <laughs> work. You know, so, <laughs> so that's just been what I've been doing over the years. Talk a little bit more about the curriculum. How do you break down getting the message to the young people you're working with? How do you how do you start this? And and what do they have to do when they're participating with you and in, in getting to the other side? We have a um, gang intervention curriculum that we use, but I think that what breaks them down is just my personal personal ability, mm-hmm. right? They can um, they can see themselves and, and I try to allow them to see themselves in me as a kid. I still have my old pictures um, growing up um, with the little gang poses and trying to look tough and stuff like that. So I, I show them those pictures as well, too. So I, I try to use that person ability to be able to get them to understand that I was once in your shoes. Mm-hmm. We, we still we contract with San Bernardino County Probation. I've been going into the um, the juvenile facilities for well over 15 or so years, working directly uh, with the young people. And um, and just in doing that, I let them know that I'm in here, but I once sat in your shoes as well. I once was incarcerated as a juvenile, not being able to see my mother and my family and, and having to um, listen to critical instruction 
instructions every day. You know, like I've been there and I've done that, but now I'm doing this. But let me show you how to get from that to this, basically. And so I try to use myself as an example. And being African-American, one thing I notice about our community is that when we, we don't even have to reach success. If we get a good job, we moving out our community. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like immediately. And so but I realized, too, that other communities don't do that. Like in in the um, Asian Pacific Islander community, if someone gets a good job, that's good. They have a good job and they're staying in that community, the the Latino community and things like that. But in the black community, when when we you know, when our income changes, our address changes with that as well, because of that, our kids that are African-American don't see success in our communities. If you're a doctor, like you're going to move away mm-hmm. from everyone else. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, if you're a lawyer, you're not going to stay over there with, with everyone else. So me, that's why I go back and I personally do the groups um, and work with the kids so that they can see whatever little success that I have or don't have, they can see that I'm still here and I'm working with them. So I, I try to use myself as that example. Yeah, not only is it achievable, but you can see me doing it and uh, it just makes it all the more real for them. Can you share a story or two about a young person who you thought, boy, this one is a really tough case. They're they're just being really resistant. They don't want to hear the message. They're not feeling the message or they're challenging you, you know, like, oh, no, Terrence, no, Mr. Stone, this this is the real deal. And yet by continuing to work with them, something changed for the better. Can you talk about that? Oh, yeah, I, I get that um all the time. You know, <laughs> I, I think for one is because a, a lot of times our, our kids have been let down so much, basically, that when, when, when you come with them and you have a, a good message, they don't want to accept that message. It's easier for them to do whatever they've been doing mm-hmm. than to get on board and, and, and go for that long-term goal, basically, uh, because it, it doesn't seem um, attainable when they have these short-term goals that are just attainable um, immediately. So I have kids and they'll, you know, they'll want to argue and push back and sit in the back of the room with their arms folded. And But my main thing is consistency mm-hmm. and persistency, right? And so as long as I'm um, consistent and persistent with my message and in my delivery and even just being there, like friends, I told you I, I'm in the, the juvenile facilities for the for the kids. And if I have a speaking engagement and if I'm in New Jersey or Connecticut or wherever I'm at, I will make sure that when they book my flights, I'm back for that Friday to work with those kids. Mm-hmm. And I'll let them know. I like this week. I got to be in New Jersey, but I'll be back here to talk to you guys next Friday um, because they've been let down so much that they're waiting for me to let them down in any kind of way. So so I think one of the, the major things is that consistency and persistency. But I have kids all the time that that because they've been let down so much by adults and adults that look just like them because they probably grew up with not a father in a home, uh, mothers taking care, care of everything. So then when you have a, a male coming in there and say, hey, I'm going to help you get on track and get your life together. They'd be like, yeah, right. Well, you know, you'll be gone in, in, in no time. And because they think that they'll push that line with me to to, you know, because they, they figure like he's not going, going to be here, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I get that all the time. I, I, I remember I had this one young man in, in the class and he. He just was not going to listen, you know, and he and he was already incarcerated in the juvenile facility. But I think 
I'm thinking I'm watching him. And I think every day or every week he comes to class, he comes to class trying to get kicked out of class. That mm-hmm. was like his goal. I never kicked him out, but that was his goal because he wanted to do that so he can say, I told you, or I knew he couldn't handle me. So, you know, so I was just working around him. And then, but by the end, I, I think I worked with him probably maybe like three months or so. But by the end of the group, he um, he understood. Um, he respected my position. He, he was listening. Actually, he started encouraging other kids to listen, like, Shh, be quiet, man. You know, you're doing to, you know, listen and wow. things like that. So, but I think just part of that is just being really just transparent and just letting them know, you know, like I haven't been doing good my entire life, you know, but in this part of my life and my position, my position is to show you that you can do whatever you want to do. So I'm going to take this time to do that with you. The commitment is real and, and the passion is real. It's 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 amazing, uh, the lives you're touching and, and the changes that come about. Talk about your community partnerships. How do you get the support that you need to keep going? How do how does that work? I, I think with um with the support, I'm persistent and consistent as that as well, too. So besides working with the kids, I'm in meetings and meetings and meetings. I think I'm on like around maybe 12 to 13 county committees. Mm-hmm. I have a, a meeting right after this, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, with, um, with the, in one of the county committees with workforce development, you know, but it's, the, it's also just that consistency and that, and that persistency as well, though, too. So right now we, we've been blessed. We, um, we're, we get federal funding, state funding, county funding, city funding, school district funding, and foundation funding as well, too. So we're all across the board. Um, wherever you can get funding at um, from entities, we get funding from those from those entities, basically. Mm-hmm. But also, too, it's just doing the right thing. You know, um, people think that they start a nonprofit and they get some money. And, and you know, I'm like, you know, you got a line item budget. So that means <laughs> that that you only have this much for gas, you have this much for rent, you have this much to pay employees. So and you have to spend that money based on that line item budget. Basically, so so we have um, in place um, accountant firms and administrative. I have a whole administrative staff that um, takes care of all, all of the the business of, of young visionaries as well, though too, making sure that we're up to date and we're and you know we're spending money where we're supposed to spend money at and things like that as well, though too. So um, I, I tell anyone that is thinking about putting together a nonprofit or or a community based organization. The key word in that is that you're starting a business. So yeah. whatever you're trying to do, you run it just like a, a for-profit would run with all of those standards. The only difference is that you're just in a different tax bracket when you have to put in your 990s, basically. But run it like as close as a business as you can and you'll survive. Yeah. And it's it's the uh, it's the metrics, right? It's it's the, the key indicators. And that's why the funding... Yeah keeps coming because you are showing to the folks who are providing this, this partnership, this support that you're able to get done what you say uh, you want to do. They can see the changes that you're making and they want to be part of it. So that's, that's really good. You know, Terrence, listening to you, your commitment to this really, really uh, comes through. And I wonder a lot of times when I talk to folks like you who are really deep in the community and really serving people, where do you get your 
inspiration. You know, who feeds Terrence? Terrence is feeding and, and helping other people uh, mm-hmm. 24 seven. Who, who helps you, who, who nourishes your spirit and, and keeps you, you energized and keeps you up? Just God, basically, you know, mm-hmm. because um, I tell people like, you know, when, when you're, well, when you first start off, like nobody believes in you, like, you know, oh, like yeah. you're, you're trying to prove to everybody like this is going to work. And matter of fact, you tell them like this has to work. Nobody believes in you. And then when you you start to get a little traction and people are like, OK, I, I see I'm moving a little bit, you know, that that's good. And then when you made it, so to speak, then everyone, you know, everyone is like, yeah, I knew you can do it all that time. Yeah, I, I had your back, you know, but they didn't. Um Mm-hmm. And so with that, o- over the years, you know, we have a um, have a group of, of, of men that we we meet monthly um, and, and sit down and, and everyone's, you know, doing great in their careers and things like that. So I try to keep that that crowd as well, though, too. And that's good for just venting and mental health. And, you know, sometimes you have to have to get those get those things off. My um, my god sister, my big sister, um, Kim Carter. Um, she runs Time for Change Foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, love talking to her because she always just keeps it one. She keeps it one thousand, not even one hundred, with me all the time. And 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 so um, and so just just people like that, people that have been through it, um, starting businesses, running businesses, and things like that. So, but but it's hard because your your um, your you go boy system is it will get large, but your real support system it gets really small and those are two people get those confused that you go boy yeah you go boy system that's everyone that's just clapping for you from afar but that um smaller support system is people that's really going to tell you really what you need to know not what you need to hear at that time what is the thing that has surprised you the most in the years you've been doing this work about your ability to impact others is there anything that you went wow I- I didn't really know I could I could do that. You know, everything surprises me <laughs> because and um it well it, it does everything surprises surprises me. It's just you know I just keep going and and you know what I really don't stop to think about it because mm-hmm. we're always moving from project to project. You know we don't even have time to sit back and celebrate like that was great. You know um, because like as soon as something's done. We're we're in the middle of working on the last thing. We're start we start working on the next thing. So so we really you know well I haven't had the opportunity to sit sit back and be like oh that was you know fantastic you know we you know we received over three hundred awards or so in in doing the work that we've done. I just got a call from Cal State San Bernardino coming up this year. I, I'm getting a president's award. It's only the second one that they've ever get given out. Congratulations. That's Thank fantastic. you. The, the, the first one was um, Cheech Moran that was from Cheech and Chong. Yes, um, yes. He received that. And then so I'll be getting the next one, mm. and, you know, and, and I haven't even sat back and been able to take that in because I'm still running from meetings to meetings. I have another award ceremony coming up. I have a speaking engagement coming up. We have three events coming up um, by the end of the year. And, you know, I'm forklift class going over there right now. So I'm always just go, 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 go. And so that's why when I mentioned just that mental health to sit back and and just, you know, get some things out. And when they're at the table and we're eating lunch or breakfast and we having our little powwows and they're like, oh, man, well, you getting this? You're like, that's good, you know, and um, but still just not being able to, to take that in. So I don't know if it'll be in retirement or, or what, 
but and, and I don't even know if it's good to move like that, you mm -hmm. know. But <laughs> but but we just you know we just go go go, and and we'll figure it figure out a way how to celebrate um, later. Because right now my main is my main concern is our community and our kids in it basically. So so it doesn't matter what award or or, or accommodation that that we get along the way. I just try to stay focused so I, I don't be like, well, we're an award-winning nonprofit organization mm -hmm. because like right now there's probably a kid, somebody's probably giving that kid fentanyl or something that's going to kill him, you know, or, or someone's probably talking kids into joining gangs and, and talking kids out of schools and, and things like that. So that's where we're really, I, I try to focus on that, not the awards that come with doing that, basically. You are about the work. You are about the work. And uh, that commitment is real. I want to switch gears a little bit before I let you go and ask you about your your self-care. Uh, you talked a little bit about the group and and how you, your, your faith and how that guides and helps you. Um, what are you doing to take care of Terrence uh, to keep up this energy <laughs> that yeah. this going going yeah. that you do um I, because i i'd like to talk about that because i think it it inspires people and helps them make better choices you know this guy is running 100 miles an hour i don't run like that guy but if he's doing this to help keep him himself strong maybe i can do something similar to keep myself strong at my pace so what do you do to take care of yourself you know what I, I do? Um, well, I work out. I, I think it, I don't know if they would be able to see us, but I, I, I had to squeeze into this shirt this morning. Um, <laughs> but um, is that because of the I'll, muscles, I'll, or is it because of pie? It's both. Okay. It's, it's both. Yeah. But one of the things you, I, I took up like golf, right? Oh, okay. And and golf to me is 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 relaxing. I'm out there, and I go by myself a lot of times too. I even put a little course in the backyard where I can just hit the ball and practice. But um, but I um, but to me it's just relaxing because I'm out there and I'm just hitting the ball. It's green. There's no pressure. You know. Um, there's no one trying to tackle me or or do anything to me. It's just me, and it's out there you know, in the greenery and just, you know, and just hanging out, you know, on that course and just, and, and that's relaxing to me, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? So, um, you know, I can throw on some little jazz music or some gospel music or something and just, um, and just hit the ball, you know, right. and, 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 and walk to it. I don't have to run to it. There's nobody trying to get it. When I hit it down there, I can just walk to it and, and, and just, um, and just relax. So that, that's one of the things I, I, I do. My wife got me a um, a massage thing, but it's still sitting in my glove compartment. I haven't used it. <laughs> I think it's been there for like six months. Uh -oh. um, and so, but that's one of the, the things for me. I, I love to just get out there and just, you know, just relax and just go hit the ball, basically. And so, um, and that's how I kind of just woosah, you know, with myself. Yeah, that's very helpful. And then you can re-energize and rejuvenate, and then you're ready to go back out there and hit it, which is which is yeah. just fabulous. So where can people go to learn more about your organization and about you and how they can help you in your mission? Oh, yeah. Well, most people have Facebook. You can find us on Facebook at either Terrence Stone or Young Visionaries Youth Leadership Academy. You can go to our website. You can Google Young Visionaries Youth Leadership Academy. You have to put the whole thing. There's thousands of young visionaries out there. Mm -hmm. And also, too, to help young people and people in, in general. I'm working on a book right now. It's called How to Move in a Room Full of Vultures. 
right? Mm. So um, so we have a book launching coming up. We have Gabriel Cannon, Nick Cannon's little brother is going to come out and help host that as well. But it's a book about my life story, but in, in a way to help to motivate and, and let people know that, that you're going to be in a position that people will prey on you and think you're weak and things like that. But how do you move in situations like that when you're in rooms like that or environments like that where, where people don't see you as the strongest person in the room? And so they're trying to push you to be the lowest person on that totem pole. And so um, and so that's what vultures do, you know, but vultures, they they never attack if they think you're strong. They only mm-hmm. attack if, if they um, see weakness in you. So just tell them, showing people how to manifest their their dreams through that pressure. Powerful stuff. That is awesome. What a wonderful project. Terrence Stone, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your very busy day to chat with me. I love what you're doing and wish you all the best as you continue to change lives for the better in Southern California. Thanks so much. Thank you. I'm Angela Ross. Thanks for listening. Remember to follow SoCal Voices on social media at SoCal Voices and hop on over to Apple Podcasts to leave us a review. We love to hear from our listeners, so drop us a line at contactus at SoCalVoices.com.